I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. Hey, it's Jamie. It's Sunday, June 3rd, 2018, and this is Crazy Eights. Crazy Eights is an evening of stand-up comedy performed by comedians who identify or have been diagnosed with a mental illness. On Thursday, May 24th, at 8.30 at the Social Capital Theater, we recorded this event with eight wonderful comedians and our host, Kyle Bergstrasser. What you're about to hear is a sampling from that evening, up to and including most of the comedians, and the winner being announced. The winner receives $50 and is invited to defend the sash the following month. Any profits we raise, we donate a portion of to the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario. And through four shows so far, we've managed to donate over 100 bucks. So pretty cool, I think. Everybody wins. Next month, our show will be June 26th at the Social Capital Theatre at 8.30, and we hope you can make it out. Tickets are only $8, and it's a really good show. Give it a listen. Let's head over to the Social Capital Theatre now. Be well, and stay safe. Welcome to Crazy Eights. Here's your host, Kyle Bergstresser. What a what a wild song to come out to in a room of like eleven people. Doesn't that not feel just so like that's made for just like hockey games or nothing else? That's <laughs> That's the only thing that that song works for. Thanks for coming out. Way to be here, you guys. Thank you for being here. Um, who's been here before? Who's been to Crazy Eights before? Anybody? Yeah, 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 you have. Thank you for coming again. We made so many jokes about your lack of vision. It was not necessary. The problem with comedians is they hear a joke one time and every one of them is like, I want to do it, but a little bit different. And then that's what we do. And you are the one. I'm sorry. No more this time to the comedians, the two who are still in the room. Everybody else is having nervous diarrhea somewhere. That's fine, too. I didn't have time for my diarrhea. We had to start the show, so we're just going to do it. It's all good. I can explain a couple of the rules off the top for anyone who hasn't been here. Basically, roughly, the way that this works is this is it's just a show for you guys it's just a show for the comedians it's a competition it's definitive proof of whether or not you're good at this okay anybody who doesn't win tonight fucking leave and quit okay it's not for you that's the point no that's not the case i've never won i didn't the only reason i'm hosting is they deemed me to be the most mentally ill at the first one so they're like you're the starting point for every show so it can only get healthier from there. We want to give people hope, you know? So I, uh, to just explain it is basically what's going to happen is comics are going to come up here. There's eight of them. All right, okay. Has anybody seen a deck of cards before? Who here has ever even not played it, but maybe you have solitaire on your phone? A deck of cards. Each comedian is represented by a certain card. Now, there's a card game called Crazy Eights. You might not have heard of it. It's pretty underground. My parents had a cabin when I was growing up, so I know the game. 
It gets rainy some days, and what are you going to do? So the, what we're going to do is we are going to, each comedian is going to be one through eight, so ace, two, am I explaining this too much? All that you need to know is just remember, okay? Because sometimes in these competitions what happens is whoever went up last wins because you're like, I forget the rest, but that one was good. Pay attention. Be a judgy piece of shit. The whole time be like, were you good enough to win? Really remember and like take that power and hoard it. Let your ego grow. Be worse as a person because of it. Because it'll serve this competition very well, okay? That's all I'm going to ask of you. The only other things is sponsored by Long Slice. Uh, we got $5 uh, tall cans downstairs. I'm probably getting these details right. Um, to the comedians, each of the comedians got a drink ticket. If you're not going to use yours, give it to me. I've seen some that are just like, I'll just use it to get a Coca-Cola. That's a waste. Don't do it. I'll take your drink ticket. We're t we'll talk later. Don't worry about it. Now, there's other stuff, but whatever. Thank you. For, I should do this. How are you guys doing? Are you guys doing good? Is everybody doing good? Yeah. What a stupid question to ask that's so unfair. There's no, the only answer to that question, especially at a mental health show, you're only allowed to be like, so good. There's no other proper answer for that. You have to be like the best I've ever, not even just saying like really good. You have to be, you have to tell me either nothing or I'm doing so good, I'm going to clap at you. Who's ever, imagine you went to somebody in the street and were like, have you been, man? And they were like, <laughs> who's ever been that good in their whole life? Anybody who does that is doing so bad. Like they're just like, oh, I'm taking the breakup very well. <laughs> oh, I'm doing so good. She left and I'm so happy. It's all strip clubs. <laughs> Yes. That's not something a happy person does to respond to things. That's not fair. I'm waiting to ask that question one time and have some, like, I just want somebody to do it in, like, the realest way where they're, I'm just like, how's everybody doing? And some guy's like, yeah. I'm, I mean, if you're really, do you really, or is this just, because I'm good or I'm, I've been better, but I'm not so good, man. Shit. Is that, I, I feel like I'm saying too much. Honestly, do your show. I'm really sorry. It's just. I got these kids and they're not listening, man. I got these kids and they're just like, and they're all, I got four and they're all really close together. So it's maybe a little too much. Maybe four was too many kids. You know what I mean? But anyway, you're doing your show and I don't want to get in the way. And it's just, the thing is they're close in age. So it's like, they're all children right now. Like the oldest is 15. He's maybe the worst of the bunch. He's always playing Minecraft, but also I got to treat him like he's an adult. Like fucking pick one. You know what I mean? Like he's like, dad, I'm growing up. And you're like, you play video games nine hours a day. And I'm supposed to just, like, love them. Anyway, have your show. I really don't want to. I don't know. I keep talking verbal diarrhea. I don't really. And then I got to just let him drive my car and, like, not notice when he drives like shit and be like, you're doing great. It's just hard. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going to let you do your show. Okay. My wife wants to go. She wants to, like, leave, like me. I don't mean the show. She wants to, like, leave me. Uh-oh. Now I've really said too much. Whoa. I think maybe the stress of these four kids is too much for her, too. Again, maybe four is too many. Oh, God, I'm really just talking too much. I still love her. And I'm not ready for her to go. I still love her a lot. Anyway, that's never happened yet. But if it does, I'll be like, thank you for your honesty. Like, that's what I was really looking for. I want people to feel like they can open up to me, you know? Ugh. Sometimes that one builds, and sometimes they're like, God, he just goes, huh? You're, like, tired for me? That's fine. I'll have a seat. Let's all relax. You know what I think? This is a... Okay, so this might be uh, 
too much. That's my whole deal. Um, sometimes I think that, like, okay, so mental, mental health issues, uh, uh, they exist and they're so real, but I think a lot of them really only exist because we live in, like, a capitalist society. Like, I think really most of the reason, most of the people who, like, you're like, what's your problem? Like, what's been, like, wrong with you? And they're like, I got all these thoughts going through my head. And, it, like, you're a genius is the thing. You just can't do what you do and work at, like, an insurance company. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just, like, file fucking papers all day. Well, if you lived in some great, cool-ass, like, jungle society, in the middle, you'd be, like, a shaman. You'd be, like, somebody people came to. Like, you'd be brilliant and everyone would love Love you, but because you don't fit in this society, it like doesn't work. And that makes me fucking angry because I think there's some amazing people that it's like, well, if you can't paint, you're kind of fucked. You know what I mean? Like they need to have like a real outlet. It's not fair to me. I think capitalism is a main problem in the world. Oh boy, is this comedy or am I just on Facebook out loud? I don't know. But it's something I feel at the bottom of my heart. You know what makes me the most mad about like just life and capitalism in general? D commercials now are like taking beautiful art and just ruining them by making them about shit. Like products and go you'll see this just amazing commercial, these Super Bowl commercials, they're so funny and poignant and beautiful and, and then it's like eat mayonnaise. Like it's like fuck off. How dare you do that? You see this where they're trying to they're trying to fucking market like like miracle whip to hipster. It's just like a bunch of hipsters hanging out on a roof and they're all like flannel shirts and like girls in these big hats and they're John Lennon glasses. Like, you guys want to head up on the roof and eat mayo with a spoon? Like, and you're just supposed to see that and be like, nice, I want to eat Miracle Whip. Like, that's me. I'm an individual. I would do that too. I like my mayo a little tangy. <laughs> like, like, that's your personality trait? Fuck off. But also, like, why are they doing that to it? Why, like, so many of these things don't even need a commercial, you know what I mean? There's just, like, such an ad campaign for, like, toilet paper. Like, I'm going to keep wiping if you didn't. I get it. There's just, I need to, oh, God, I'm not even close. I need to, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just, I'm going to. I'm going to wipe my butt no matter what. Like, I'm not going to be like, I didn't see anything on TV today to tell me what to do in this case. <laughs> you got to watch those weird fucking bear commercials where it's just like the guy's hitting on his wife because her butt's really clean. Like, he's like, wow, there's like a little ting. Like, it's just like, whoa, my wife's got a clean butt. That's so weird. They're always like inspecting their little son's butt crack. Like, he's just like, you wipe properly, son. It's a weird family. I'm just saying, like, fucking fuck. You know what I mean? Like, there's... You see these commercials for like Coca-Cola or something. I'm sweating like I didn't know that you could get sweat so much in here and like right up here. Like 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 it'll be like these Super Bowl commercials, this beautiful message of just like friendship and like and why don't we connect with the people be you're watching it and you're like tearing up and then it's just like Really quick, it's just like Coca-Cola at the end. They're like, they're just like, yeah, don't you think we could hug each other more? Drink our poison juice. <laughs> like, just, we're so fucking rich, but we want to get richer. We're going to make these beautiful little films for you. But then also, just drink our poison juice. Like, we're got, I'm the richest person I've ever met. Ask me how many fucking boats I have. Go ahead, ask me how many boats. 200 boats. More boats than I could never need. I got 50 boats I'll probably never see in my lifetime. I could set one of my boats on fire. 
fire. I will. Hold on. Carol, set one of my boats on fire. That boat's gone. I don't care. I didn't even know about that boat. These people that are so rich, but they're just going to sell more poison. What we should do is you should still be able to enjoy that beautiful, heartfelt, amazing commercial, but just take in the art and then reject the Coca-Cola part. Watch it and be like, we should hug each other more. And then tell all your friends about how Coke gives you diabetes and fucking kidney stones. You know what I mean? Like, take the beautiful art and then throw the product away. Take money from them. This is just a Facebook rant. Oh, Jesus Christ. Listen, as a host, what you're really supposed to do is you're supposed to set the bar low so that every comic can really nail it from there. Sometimes I'm just mad and I just scream for a while and it either lands or it doesn't. Uh, this next guy is very different for me. Thank Jesus Christ. Um, he's, uh, what are you, like six foot one? He's got his hair slicked back, button-up shirt right to the top, I noticed. That's got to mean he's got his shit together. Let's just trust that this guy knows what he's doing. Give it up for Max Sheldrick, everybody. You're number one, ace, number one. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? I uh, just came from work, so that's that explains all this shit. Uh, just got a job in an office building. I look like I fit in, but I don't. Um, I I don't know. Like people are really political at these office buildings, especially in Toronto. Like uh, one new thing that I've noticed is that people will talk about their group of friends the same way nerds talk about Pokemon cards. You guys hear this? Just like, dude, check it out. I just got a Korean pen pal, North Korean, super rare. Just like. <laughs> Like, it's that kind of shit. Just like, man, I just got a black friend card. I know, not a great card off the bat, but you pair that with my gay uncle and Asian co-worker, man, my deck is stacked. Just like, like it's that kind of stupid shit you hear. And they wrote me into these arguments, and I, like, I, I don't mean to brag, but I win. Like, I always win. I got the black wife card. Boom, Charizard right there. Got the lesbian sister card. I got the Mexican sister-in-law. I got the disabled dad, the evolved form, the dead dad. Like, I am so fucking close to being a minority. It's ridiculous. This, this is where the theme music kicks in. Duh, duh. He's gonna be a minority like no white guy ever was. And then it cuts out because it gets really racist after that. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> I, um, <clears throat> I, I like smoking weed a lot. I, it, I have a bad temper, so it, it helps, me, uh, helps me relax. Wherever I go, I like to have weed. Uh, me and my wife, I wanted to go to Bali for, or sorry, I wanted to go to Jamaica for our honeymoon, and uh, my wife wanted to go to Bali, so we ended up going to Bali. Um, I, I found out that there's no weed in the, there. Uh, I, she let me, she knew, and she let me know 30 minutes before the flight. She's like, don't be mad. But uh, they don't have weed in Bali. I'm like, why not? She's like, they have pretty strict bug drug policies there. And I'm like, how strict is pretty strict? She's like, if you smoke weed, they'll kill you. And I'm like, mm, okay. That's pretty fucking strict. <laughs> so it, it was a tense honeymoon. I was a dick there. I was, I was a real dick. I became really good at haggling. Like that, that's how much of a dick I was. Like it got so bad that I could go to a market with thirty dollars one day, and I'd come back with twenty-five dollars in family heirlooms. Like it was, it was bad. It was bad. I'd be like, I like that pocket watch. You'd be like, oh, my father traded his son for this. I'd be like, dope. Here's a nickel. Just <laughs> all right. That got really mean really fast. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Uh, what the, people, people like when they go on, uh, when they go on a honeymoon or vacation, they'll haggle for services too. You shouldn't. Uh, it's really stupid. Leave yourself at a tactical disadvantage. Never haggle with someone who's gonna have you by the balls in a few minutes. Like we had this Australian couple that was in a bungalow next to us, and one night they were bragging about how they haggled down the price of their snorkeling trip the next day from 200 to 25, and we never saw them again. 
That's right, they died in that joke. <laughs> like, think about it. What are you going to do after that? Nothing. You're dead. What is your family going to do? Complain to the Better Business Bureau? That doesn't exist in Indonesia. What are you, you going to You going to yelp? Go ahead. Go yelp. My family died. One star. <laughs> what do you... Like, imagine, ha like, would you feel safe if you haggled down the price of a skydiving trip and they're handing out backpacks just like, oh, here, here you go, here you go, and you're next in line. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> just like, what's with that backpack? Nothing. Enjoy your flight. <laughs> cool. I really lost a lot of steam on that joke. <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh, I've been going to court for fun, which is probably one of the whitest things I could say. Um, did you guys know you could do that? Did you know you can just go to court? Like, I just walked in. I went to pay a parking ticket. I just walked in, took a wrong turn, and I'm just like, holy fuck! Like, no, no opposition, nothing. And I'm just, like, scanning the room, and then there's a security guy. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, man, I'll go. And he's like, you don't have to. And I'm not going to lie, that piqued my interest. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, anybody can just come in off the street, sit down, and watch this guy's life get ruined. <laughs> He was like, yeah, man, it's dope. <laughs> use, the word, use the word dope to describe the justice system. I sit down. Do you guys know this is like, a, this is like an actual f form of entertainment? Like, this is a, this is a league. Like, you have ju Judge Judy. That's like college level. That one's like lower level. You got like family members that are attending, drug dealers checking out the opposition. Just like that kind of stuff. You, and then you got like the higher level, like the Super Bowl, NFL, like stuff like Casey Anthony, Trayvon Martin. They sell tickets to that shit. Like, could you imagine you open up a memento box and you're like, Dad, you had tickets to OJ? He's like, 95, man, was insane, was electric. We crowd surfed that motherfucker out of there. The girls were showing their titties, guys were selling merch. Check it out, I dropped by a giant foam glove that doesn't fit. Get the fuck out of here. All right. All right, that's, uh, that's all my time. Thank you very much. Max Sheldrick, everybody. That's your number one. That's the ace. He loves criminals. He wants to watch them. His favorite people are criminals. Remember that when you're voting. Can I sabotage people? I can do whatever I want. I'm the host for now. All right. Hold on one second. I wrote this all on a piece of paper. Your next act I remember overhearing one time was American. I, you're supposed to check in with the people and be like, hey, is there anything I need to say? One time I think this was the person, I was near them, and someone went, are you American? And I think they said yes. Confirm if that's true when you get up here. Give it up for your number two, Amy Gramatsky, everybody. Hey, absolutely American. I'm so sorry. Canada. I'm so sorry. I don't know what else to say, uh, but I am happy to be here. That's for sure. Um, I'm from this great place called Michigan. Anybody know? American Ontario. That's all it is. You know, the land of milk and people calling me honey. Oh, the worst, the worst, the worst. Um, Americans are still stupid in case you ever questioned that, you know. Um, I was moving to Toronto uh, about six months ago and was writing to one of my friends and he was like, oh my God, that's so great. You're going to be in Toronto the capital of Canada, right? And uh, I don't know, what's the best way via Facebook Messenger to just be like, buddy boy, not to be a bitch, but you should know it's definitely Windsor. Figure it out, you're from Detroit, you know? Um, 
I do miss doing comedy in the States a little bit, you know, amateur comedy, why not? Here's why. Uh, because in the States, during comedy shows, we just start handing out guns to random audience members, just in case. Do you know what I mean? Like, you won't go to jail if you just shoot yourself. You know, like, ugh. bad, bad, I'm so sorry. But um, it's also interesting, though, to, do, to do, uh, tell some jokes in the States. Uh, and this is the best thing to ask folks there, you know? Hey, are there any Canadians in the house? I came all the way from Canada for you, you know? There never are any Canadians, you know? Because Canadians don't have to flee their country, you know? Oh, so, well, we stay north, it's the best. Um, I am from a very typical white American suburban shitty family, that's right. Um, my mom didn't like being a housewife, uh, and then just did the bipolar thing to get out of it, you know? That worked. Uh, my sister, very similar, got married way too young, was like, you know, fuck this shit, middle of Manhattan, you know? Bipolar, let's do it, bring it, they'll get us out, you know? Um, I had the fun experience of just following fads too much when I was an adolescent, you know? Uh, so that just definitely means uh, a white girl eating disorder, just a little bit, you know, just a touch. We have to have the full experience. Um, this is fun to talk about for me too, you know? You're welcome so much. Um, and my dad was just, you know, smart enough to just get divorced early enough, you know? He's like, fuck the family. Um, and this isn't even sad, this is supposed to be funny, but apparently it's too real. Oh, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, the good news is get, get treated, you know? And everyone's happy and just single. And guess what I learned? Just not gonna get married ever, you know? Like this is what I learned from it all. Cool, uh, normal material, I tried for you. I really tried, ooh, I tried. Um, I am getting older, that's a mind fuck too. Uh, just turned 30. Anybody else? Are we above and beyond? I hope, you know? Please don't let me be the only one. Hell yeah. Um, but I knew before I turned 30, I was like, I'm turning it into an adult. I think we're there, all right? This is how I know. Um, I now wear a tennis ball green colored safety vest when I bike in Toronto, you know? Because that's how many cars I've been hit by in the past six months. So good. But it, it's incredible. It's incredible how much more space people give you when you look like an actual moving tennis ball, you know, rather than just looking like a nice juicy human being, you know, it's crazy. Toronto drivers, why? Um, I do have a next step though. You know, if that, this is not enough, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna also arm myself with uh, one of those crossing guard stop signs, you know, and then I'm just gonna have just a moving buffer of children, all right, around the bike as we go, all right? Cause like Toronto wouldn't hit kids, I heard. I don't know if it's true. Um, too close to home for the Torontonians. Are any of you from here? It's like a slow clap for it. That's like a slow clap for it. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I also, you know, realized I was an adult though recently as well uh, because I just recently stopped counting um, sexual partners, you know? Just stopped counting. You know, like, if the number isn't changing anyways. What are we counting anymore, my goodness? Also, why is everything supposed to be plus one? Every experience is not all a positive experience. You ever had it so bad it should have been minus five? Ladies, let's just, like, revise the system. Hey, that's my time. I've been Amy Gramatsky. Please get up for your host. Y'all have been great. Thank you so much. Amy Gramatsky, everybody. That's number 
two, if you didn't believe she was American, did you hear when she said y'all in the middle? I was like, I'm not sure. And then she did that. I was like, all right, I'm on board. You're from there. I forgot to mention, guys, there's uh, there's shirts at the back for 20 bucks, too. Ah, there's a lot for me to cover. I honestly might have said it at the start. I think I'm having a stroke. I don't know. Let's move on in the show. This next comic, this is the last comic before the intermission. So give them all you got. I know you got to pee right now. I got to pee, too. Hold it in with everything you have and let let him see if he can force it out of you with laughter. Give it up for Mike Payne, everybody. Guys like my new shoes. No human or no no child hands went on these before they came to me. That sounded really fucking weird. I got new shoes today because I need to distract from my stomach, you know? Because I have body image issues. You know, because I'm fat as fuck from the waist up. Like, I look like a paraplegic after an evangelical miracle. Like... <laughs> I look like I wheeled my way into a Southern Baptist church. <laughs> and the preacher went, rise, my son, rise up. And I went, by the power of Jesus. And then I walked my way out. Like, I look like I had a twin brother in utero and I ate him. But he survived. And now he's wearing me like a meat suit. Oh man, oh. Uh, I struggle. I've struggled with depression and anxiety my whole life, and uh, I think it all stems, stems from uh, coming from a family of double, like double divorce family, and from having really bad asthma when I was a kid. I always had to be on over, an overdose of medication because they didn't have all the meds that they do now, and so I was out of my fucking mind all the time. I was very petulant. It was it was hard to control what I said or did, and so. Um, I guess it's the opposite of being shy. You guys know that term, shy? Isn't that just another term for childhood anxiety? Like, if you think about it, isn't it? Well, I had the opposite of that. I tried really hard to be your friend, and then you ran away. This was especially amazing in early high school. Because what do you want to do in high school? What does everybody want to do in high school? What's your main aspiration? to get laid, right? Well, that didn't happen for me in high school. But I lied about it. I made up a girl. <laughs> Her name was Katie. She was five foot four, big boobs, and she was a quarter Portuguese. Why a quarter Portuguese? Because it's fucking believable. That's why. Worst part was we had this contest. We had two contests that happened in grade nine. And, uh, and I, I heard my name over the announcements and I rushed down to, the, uh, down to the office to pick up my prize. And there's the grade 12 class president, Amanda, beautiful girl, waiting for me. And she's got this jar of condoms under her arm. She hands them to me because apparently that's my prize. I have no idea what I was winning. And she says, what are you gonna do with those? And I was trying to be sexy, and so I just, like, 
tossed back my head and I said, you'll see. And then I went, Woo! and I ran down this fucking hall <laughs> back to class <laughs> as quickly as I could. Five minutes later, I hear my, I, my name over the announcements again. And, uh, and uh, they told me to come back down to the office and bring the thing, right? So I had to walk back down to the office with this big jar of condoms under my arms, like 5,000 condoms, and hand them directly back to Amanda, who looks at me and goes, that's what I thought, and then hands me a leather jacket. Now you might be thinking, I got the better end of that deal, but this was a got milk jacket. Patchwork black and white. It's awful. I took it home. I gave it to the Polish kid next door. For the next year, he's just like, got milk, got milk, got milk. He was so fucking happy. It made it all worthwhile. So anyway, I was lying about this girl, and my friends would always ask whenever there was a party, you're going to bring Katie? And I said, I don't think so, guys. She's an introvert, and she likes to read books a lot. And this went on for quite some time. Right? And eventually it was, yeah, you're going to bring Katie? And I was like, huh? And they were like, pokeroo! Because <laughs> she was imaginary. Just to clarify. So anyway, three years later, <clears throat> I'm at a party and Amanda's there. She's there with her boyfriend. And she, uh, she comes up to me at that point and she says, do you want to come downstairs with me and wait for the pizza to come? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool, we'll hang out. And uh, almost immediately we start to make out down there and it occurs to me that she thinks that we're mutually cheating on our partners doing this but no I'm just a fuck boy <laughs> and so <laughs> she uh, I, I go to reach down her pants just to, like reach down there and she grabs my hand she says no we have time isn't this a good time oh man I was embarrassed but anyway three weeks later I managed to get her to come over to watch a movie and we're watching in and out And about 15 minutes into the movie, I'm losing my virginity. And I look into her eyes and I just go, see? <laughs> so anyway, the, the funny, I think the funniest part of all this <laughs> is that <laughs> I'm married now. But very few people have met my wife because she's an introvert and she likes to read a lot of books. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks very much. My name is Mike Payne. Oh, this my shit. All the girls don't be like this. Few times have been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen. Now that's a song. Give it up for Mike Payne, everybody. He's a psychopath or something. He does weird shit, but he's married. It's fine. Maybe. I don't know. This is an exciting little show. This is a mental health-themed show. I'm not going to scream about corporations anymore because I think we're trying to have fun. Maybe that was a miscalculation on my part. Fucking whatever. Let's just have fun tonight. Um, so I, I want to get into some more stuff. There's some worries that I've been having about my own life. Tell me, tell me, guys, tell me, guys, is that a sentence? Have you ever worried about this? Have you ever worried if you're, like, um, getting older the wrong way? Does that make sense? Like you're growing up incorrectly? You know that feeling when you like, you're like going to the 
the fucking like auto pack place to like fill some stuff out for your car and everybody's got a little booklet and you're like should I have a booklet I don't know <laughs> when you go to an exam and everybody's got little rulers and you're like oh fuck am I supposed to have one imagine that but with your entire life do you ever have that sometimes where just like real quick you're like today I was literally today I was at like a government place and there was some it was like a scale model of Toronto and it, I, I looked and I was like oh that was built the year I was born I'm born in 1989 and then all over over this thing was like, can you believe this scale model is almost 30 years old? And I was like, gah, 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 gah. like it was like punches in the face. I was like, oh no, my life's over. Oh no, there's so much I haven't, like I was like almost 30 years old. I don't know what any of the screwdrivers are called. I'm, I, I'm like a grown man. And if you, sh I know that one of them's Phillips and then the other one is, there's the big one, and the littler, and one of them has a star, and I think it's Edwards. And then there's the, if my dad ever asked me to go get a screwdriver, I would just get a grocery bag and just put all the wrenches and like nails, and I'd be like, is one of these right, sir? I don't know, what it, and I'm, I should be, I'm a grown man. I should be ready to have children. I'm not gonna have children. You can all take a breath. I won't be doing that. I pro don't worry, there's not a, like, my spawn that's gonna go out in the world and interact with yours and wreck them. I promise, I'm just keeping this all inside me. But I should be, even if I'm burping, even if I'm not gonna have kids, I should just be mentally prepared for it, you know? Like, on the off chance that, like, a sack of kids shows up on my front stoop, I should know what to do with that sack of children, you know? Like, you just pull them all out of the sack, and you give them a bath and some milk, you know, a little kiss, and then, uh-oh, they're not yours. Don't kiss them. Now you're in jail. See? I don't know. <laughs> I got myself in trouble. I'm saying I should just know. I get, I get really worried that I'm just, like, what, okay, here's my best example. This is what I'm the most worried about. You guys ever seen when there's like a 90-year-old and they're like climbing some stairs and it takes them like eight minutes to get up four stairs and you like stop what you're doing to just anxiously watch them? You guys ever seen that? Someone who's just like getting on the bus or just like going into a building and they're just like, uh, this is just how long it takes. You ever seen that and you stop even though you're on your way somewhere and you're like, Oh, ah, like they're not in your way. You don't need to go where they're going, but you're like, aren't you so mad that it takes that long? What if I just never change? What if that's me and then I'm 90 one day, but I'm the guy doing the stairs and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I'm so bored all the time. I wish I could kill myself, but I don't have the physical strength to do it. You know what I mean? And then I remember I'm 90, and I just go like, mm, and then I just like die. Because at 90, I don't think it takes much. I don't think you have to do a whole lot. You just have to like stop eating carrots for a couple of days, you know? <laughs> like You don't have to like push your, you just have to quit holding on when you're 90. I think, I don't know, like just think a new thought, like just like, maybe it's okay for men to dance. And then you're like, <laughs> you know, like one of those things. I don't know. I just think I should, be, I should be ready to be like a father at this point. And I don't totally know if I am. I don't have any dad qualities really. Sometimes I get really pissed off about like if they change the speed limit somewhere. I'm like, it used to be 60, now it's 50, I'll never get home. But I don't have any real, here's, here's the dad quality I really, really want to have. I want to have that dad quality where like the lawn is mowed 
and it's the best thing that's ever happened to you in your fucking life. You know that quality that like most dads, this is my dad, the lawn is mowed and it's just cocaine for fathers. Like just like the fucking lawn's mowed, it's looking amazing, the best looking house on the block, yeah, Scott's turf builder, yeah, I love you son. And it's like the first time he's ever said it to you. You're just like, okay, and he's, you know that thing where it's just like, oh yeah, the Kia's all washed up, Kia's washed up, that's a 2013 Kia looking brand new, yes, beautiful vehicle, great resale value on these SUVs, I'm going to sell that Kia for what I bought it for, yeah, your mom bought chips, your mom bought barbecue chips, there's a football game on later, ah, I'm ready to fight somebody, I'm invincible, who's your big friend, what's your big friend's name, Patrick, Rick, Chris, John, yeah, Dave, Call Dave. Bring him over here. I'll fight him. You get your feet off my couch, Dave. I might barbecue later. It's a beautiful day out. I'm going to make ribs. They're going to be just like the keg, but we're going to save $14. Somebody stab me with a knife. I can't die. I'm invincible. Stab me with a knife right now. I'll flex. It won't go in. It won't go in. I wish I had that, but I don't. Is my comedy fun or what? Should we get somebody else up here? Oh, man. I'm going to die at like 33 just because I can't stop screaming when I'm doing this. Uh, I'm warm. Listen, your next comedian, I need to give you... Uh, by the way, we were at number four last time. Mike Payne, that guy who's like all crazy and does this eye thing, and he's like... He's number four, okay? Four, three, two. Keep it in your head. You're the judges. You decide who's worthy of doing comedy, all right? So keep that in your brain. Now, there's other things to consider. This next comedian, this is literally, fucking literally, her first time doing comedy. And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. We always remember that. We always remember our first time. It's a, don't do the sex thing. We always remember that, and that's something beautiful. Let's make this like a super beautiful, super powerful experience for her. Give it up, everybody, for Michelle Pat Padrides. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's so good to be here. It is, in fact, my first time doing stand-up, but this room kind of makes it feel like it's my second attempt at group therapy. <laughs> and uh, much better because it encourages my weeknight drinking, like that other one. But, you know, if it was group therapy, we'd probably be in a sad basement doing awkward introductions like, hi, I'm Michelle, uh, recently divorced. Uh, I have OCD, depression, uh, probably some more stuff, but I can't afford to find out right now. Um, recently, I've been dealing with what I believe is a very reasonable fear of beheading. Uh, and, oh, fun fact, fun fact, my favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate peanut butter. So, right off, right in the bucket. But I was in group for OCD uh, by a show of excessively clean hands. Anyone else here? Dealing with OCD, okay, I think I like, that's an odd number. It's not making me feel great, but it's fine. Don't panic. Don't panic, which is the greatest advice you can give someone who's having a full-blown panic attack, by the way. Struggling to breathe. Feels like Doug Ford is sitting on your chest. 
sitting on your chest. Get your mind out of the gutter. The headline's like four months away. You're grasping at reality. You feel like you're going to die. And the best some schmo can do to make you feel better is say, hey, don't. But I love crazy eights. I think there is a subtle genius to gathering a group of people with low self-esteem, mental health issues, and then subjecting us to being ranked. It's fun. <laughs> Even as an audience member, I had a lot of anxiety over choosing a winner. But I honestly think that's just not liking making choices at all. I try to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, I had to deal with online dating for a short time. Too much choice. You'd narrow it right down. Then you'd have to weigh, all right, this guy's okay, but does he like online professional wrestling ironically, or is that deal? Or this guy's saying he's a feminist. That'd be cool if he really was, but is he just going to explain feminism at me for 20 minutes on our first date? And hashtag me too. But uh, I finally just went with the first guy who messaged me. <laughs> and it's the first date. You think the choices are over then, but usually there's a meal involved. And I don't know about you, but I find choosing from a menu really hard. It's, it's tough. I research that shit online before I go. If the waiter throws a special at me, I'm like, no. I had my choice ready. I really, I love food. I love it to the extent that no word of a lie. I have a physical list of items that I reference if I remember feeling really low, like kind of ending it all. And it's meant to be a list of the wondrous, magical things in the world that are worth living for. My number one item on that list is eating a Joe Louie. So <laughs> I love food. I love it. But you're at the restaurant. You're on the date with the first guy that messaged you. You've picked the item from the together at last fusion food of Albanian Malaysian cuisine. And you're having a nice conversation, you're finally relaxed, and you gotta go to the bathroom. When you have OCD and you have to use a public restroom, it's a tactical operation, right? You get in, you assess the toilet, the sink, all of it. You finally get in the stall, you're squatted at the perfect angle, so that your butt's not hitting the porcelain, but the splashback is minimal, it's an art get out of there, get to the sink. It's the tiniest fucking sink you've ever seen in your life. And you don't want to bang your hands against the soapy sides, it's gross. So you use the focus that's usually reserved for, you know that guy in Jurassic Park who's extracting the DNA from a mosquito? That guy? That kind of focus. You wash up, then it's the hand dryers, which are a fucking nightmare. And basically undo all of the hard work you, you did washing your hands. It's pretty much a futile exercise in blowing around humid urine air. <laughs> then it dawns on you that you've been in that washroom a pretty long time. Your date's sitting at the table. It's probably been like 15, 20 minutes. Really gone at it. And you're faced with the dilemma. Do you tell this person that you've got a psychiatric disorder and you had to engage in com some compulsive hand washing, which took a little longer? Now you're a little embarrassed about that. So, in one of the very rare moments that this would ever happen in anyone's life, you basically lead a person who you want to have sex with to believe that you were taking a furious BM in a public washroom <laughs> over just admitting that you're fucked up. 
And I think that really just sums up how shitty mental health stigma is in 2018. All right, I'm Michelle Petridis. Thank you. That is not fair. You are not supposed to have your first time be like that. I can't remember the last time I saw a first-time comedian not be like, your first time doing stand-up is a lot like sex. It won't last very long. And you're like, ugh, ugh. She did none of the things you're supposed to do wrong. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I can't have you be my competition. Ah, damn it. I, I really like that whole bit about the the bathroom and the OCD and the I, I what's funny about that is I know that like my dad has has a lot of OCD my dad used to make me feel like if I put a cup back wrong they were all gonna break like I remember and I didn't realize until looking back where I was like oh yeah that's not normal at all um but like, it's like I have that but then I did this thing sometimes it like switches over I used to be kind of scared of germs and then I found out this is true. I might ruin some people's lives right now. There's 30,000 times more germs in and around your kitchen sink than on a public toilet seat. Did you know that? And then my brain didn't know what to do with that, and I just crossed over, and I was like, oh, so everything's disgusting. Who cares? And I just started licking strangers' feet. I was like, who cares? We're all going to die of something. Fuck it. Who cares? I get to the point where I see a public toilet seat and I like go to wipe it and like some of the stuff won't come off. And I'm like, well, if it won't come off, it's technically clean. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at with my body. All right. Is that a good note to bring someone else up on? I don't know, but it's happening. Your next comedian, uh, he's, uh, he's a newbie on the scene too, but he's making GD friggin' waves. Uh, he's got a show called Beers for Queers. I don't know where and I don't know when. Add him to Facebook, all right? And he'll tell you all about it. Give it up for Brendan D'Souza, everybody. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, no offense to anyone. This is the worst poetry slam I've ever been to. That's a joke, but like you can kind of see it, right? Like I look like someone who has like a lot of opinions on 13 Reasons Why, right? You could see me at like a poetry slam just like reliving like, it's called my life in a locker at the high school days, you know? You could see that. Um, that was supposed to be a joke, but I guess it wasn't funny. Uh, how are you guys doing? How are, we, how are we feeling? Are we feeling good? We're feeling cool. Must be nice. Um, I'm not doing it so well. I, I recently reached the state of financial instability where I had to start stealing toilet paper from work. Anyone ever done that before? <laughs> That's a scary place to be, am I right? It's like one of those like weird stages of adulthood that like you knew existed, you never thought you'd reach, but were somehow eerily mentally prepared for. It's like it's there, I need it, they're paying me anyways, let's see how far we can take this. And the scary part is how quickly you jump to those conclusions, you know? Like one minute your pocket's a little overstuffed with toilet paper, the next you're hoping no one notices you bring a duffel bag to the washroom. I'm a lifeguard, which surprises a lot of people because I look more like a pool noodle than an actual life-saving device. People see me at work, they're like, is that guy here to guard lives or hype up a car dealership? Neither, really. Um, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about my job. I mean, like, I get paid to sit. If I was allowed to do cocaine, I'd be a city councilor or a PC political party leader. I know, topical, right? Vote. Um, no, but 
I just, I've been doing, I've been lifeguarding for like seven years. And I think once you've done anything for like a long enough period of time, like everything starts to piss you off about it, right? Like I guard a lot of um, morning lane swims. And for those of you who don't know what a morning lane swim is, it's a recreational program wherein senior citizens gather in a public pool and do their best imitation of a drowning person while making racist comments about the lifeguards. It's really great community outreach. Um, but I was guarding one of these like the other day, it was like seven in the morning, this old man swims under the chair and he looks up at me and he goes, excuse me, he was British, that's not a choice I made, like he was, he goes, excuse me, could you please turn the music down? And I just went, die, die, until he left. I'm going through a breakup currently, aww. Yeah, I just have to let him know, and then we'll be in business. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't like. It's not like he's a bad person, you know. He's like a good guy. He's a good person. We're just, we're just different people. You know that happens sometimes in relationships. Like you have different interests. Like he's really into uh, talking and like spending time together and engaging emotionally. I'm really into sleeping in my own bed and not being touched. I'm a catch. He also uh, always wants to have sex, which is. Sure, great. I, uh, I just, I'm not always feeling it. Like, I feel like I'm a white mom in a 90s sitcom, you know? Like, I don't get horny. I get, like, horny light. Like, diet horny. Does that make sense? Like, sometimes I don't want to achieve orgasm. I just want to get dry humped a little bit. That's all I'm looking for. Well, like, even on the times where, like, we're on the same page, we're in bed, we're ready to go, we're still not into the same thing sexually. Like, he gets really turned on by, like, bondage and, like, BDSM, and I get really turned on by fucking with people. So we'll be in bed and he'll be like, so babe, what really turns you on? He'll be like, oh babe, sassy TTC drivers. One time he was like, so babe, what's one thing like you would never do? And I was like, give him my seat for a white guy on the subway. So if you keep me score at home, uh, my job's a joke, I'm broke, my love life's DOA. That joke usually gets at least four claps, but whatever you feel is appropriate. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing great. I'm not doing great, uh, mostly because I have depression. Anyone else? Depression. That is not what people with depression sound like. Just saying. That's not it. Like, unless we're all like on a manic high right now, that's how that works. No, like, I just, oh God, depression sucks, guys. Depression's the worst. Like, and the shitty thing about depression is like, no one cares about it these days, you know? Like, in the past, like, you told someone you have depression, no one cared because, like, no one really understood it. These days, you tell someone you have depression, and you're like, yeah, me too. What's your point? You know, like, everyone has depression these days. Depression's like the new HPV. I got, I wrote that joke, and it, like, got me thinking, like, what if we treated, like, mental health, like, sexual health uh, issues? Like, would we have a solution by now? You know, like you like roll up to a free clinic and the doctor's like, so what are your symptoms? And you're like, ah, oh, well, I've, I've had an itch to watch Inside Out four times in a row. <laughs> doctor's like, did you? Yep. How many times did you cry? Six. Okay, yeah, you probably have depression. Okay, yep. <laughs> Here's the treatment. Uh, you may want to call your previous sexual partners. All right, sure. Hey. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, good, good, how are you? Oh, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, there's a funny question. Um, have you, have you been listening to a lot of Adele recently? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, this is really awkward. I, I just found out that I have depression, so you may want to get yourself checked out. Yeah, I'm really sorry. No, no, it's, like, it's completely treatable. Like, yeah, there's like a treatment. It's just like a really huge anal injection, which like it's fine because like depression's already a huge pain in the ass, so it's nothing new. All right, thank you. I'm Brendan D'Souza. <laughs>
Brendan D'Souza, everybody. Shorts and a jacket. What temperature is he? We'll never know. <laughs> Keeping it at a medium. All right, let's keep this show rolling. Your next comedian is wearing a sash. I asked her to not wear the sash. I didn't say you can't. I said, maybe not a great idea to wear the sash. She's wearing the sash because she's a previous champion, all right? It's a beautiful sash, well-stitched. Speaking of that, she runs a sew show called Stitch Please. It's a monthly, I think, at a yarn store. Is she fun or what? Give it up for your returning champion, Lucy Gervais. You can't just give me a sash and expect me not to wear it every day for the rest of until someone else takes it away from me. Uh, so if you didn't want me to wear the sash, you should have taken it away from me, but you're scared of me, so that's okay. Uh, my name is Lucy. I, won, I, am, I uh, am last month's uh, winner. I won uh, last month's show not wearing a bra. So uh, this month I decided to try to win only wearing a bra. Uh, um, this is not a shirt. This is a sports bra. Uh, what's better, my jokes or my nipples? We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> you can see one right now, but uh, I will eventually get to the other. Uh, this, is a, this is a mental health uh, awareness show, which is fun. Most people with mental health issues... Uh, say that they're dead inside. I don't. I wouldn't quite say that about myself. I, I would say that I'm just a little dead inside, uh, which is horrifying for the parts of me that are still alive. Uh, they are. They are very much attached. Um, and uh, one's just like, "Hey, buddy, you awake? You've been doing this for 24 years. You know that uh, it's not. It got sad. Okay, that's okay. Um, I uh, I got banned from uh, Tinder. Anybody else get banned?" Uh, from Tinder? I got banned from Tinder because I uh, got bored and asked too many guys to buy me barbecue. Like to take, which I thought was the whole point of Tinder, uh, was to get guys to buy you barbecue. Like not even, like that food specifically, it's not uh, cheap. Uh, I was, when I got banned from Tinder, I was really confused because I was like, you know there's sexual predators here, right? Like most of them. Okay. Uh, one thing I really don't like is uh, cat calling. More than that, I don't like it when people try to refer to cat calling as a compliment. That doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, it's not a compliment. Where do you live? That's not a compliment. That is a uh, weird question if we're going to categorize it, uh, but not a compliment. Uh, if, that's a com if that's a compliment, I think I should start cat calling women because I think I would be a lot better at it. Like, I would go up to girls in the street and I'd just be like, hey, girl, is that an asymmetrical haircut? You don't look gay or straight. You look right down the middle. You look queer as hell. And I know that that is your intention. I would yell that off a construction site. Um, you know, I'd go up to girls with my exact body type and I'd be like, oh, look, you found jeans that fit. That's not easy for us, eh? And uh, these uh, these. Acid wash hammer pants are, in fact, a miracle, everybody. A miracle. And I get to look like I have an ass? Who did this? They're $15. That's all I can afford. Uh, please vote for me because I'm uh, broke. Okay, that is nice. 
That is nice and fun. I got I had something very Toronto happen to me recently. I got hit in the face by a pigeon. Anybody else? That is actually like the thing that is most responsible for any mental illness that I have because it happened like six months ago and I still haven't worked up the courage to talk to my therapist about it. It's just so, just like such a fucking detriment. Like talking to a room full of strangers about it for some reason is comforting. Um, but I had to, I had to wash my, I had to wash the pigeon off my face in a public washroom <laughs> because that was slightly better than uh, waiting until I got home and having to go on public transit with pigeon on my face, uh, which, uh, you know, would really have uh, fucked with my head. I feel like I'd be holding on to a subway pole and look at it and wonder what's cleaner, this or my face. Because uh, sure, strangers have been touching this all day, but I've never seen a pigeon fly into it. Uh, you know what I have seen a pigeon fly into? The side of my head. Uh, that's where my memories are. Uh, that's where my sense of self used to be. Uh, it fell out, and I don't know uh, where it is. I'm going to close with the joke that I closed with last time, if that's okay. Uh, because I think that it, it's relevant to the show, uh, because I think that the lead cause of mental illness in women is uh, sexual trauma, okay? And society, not very good at dealing uh, with that, regardless of whether it happens uh, to women or men or anyone in between. But I've noticed that one of the first questions people ask uh, anytime someone is sexually assaulted is what were they wearing, right? As if clothes have anything to do with sexual assault. And if that's true, if clothes have literally anything to do with sexual assault, you should be able to get your money back. <laughs> right? Like, you don't even need a receipt for that. Like, I'm sure. I just call. just like, hey, this is Winner's customer service. How can I help you? Yeah, Nancy? Yeah. Bought a halter dress from you guys last week. Woke up in a ditch, Nancy. Woke up in a fucking ditch, Nancy. Uh, you better cover the plan B, too, because we know he didn't use a rubber, Nancy. That's for sure. Uh, you should put a warning label on those things. Like you do with cigarettes. Warning, someone's going to fuck you tonight. You may or may not be into it. Okay. Too real, eh? I'm sweating exclusively from telling that joke. Uh, guys, I've been Lucy Gervais, and uh, thank you very much. Lucy Gervais, everybody. Let me give you a quick recap. Wait, Jamie, are you one of the eight in the, like, the voting thing? No, okay, good. I was just wondering if you, if you put yourself in that, it's fine, but like, ugh, come on, man. So let me just quickly go over, where ja who knows Jamie Do? Who knows him, the guy who put on this damn show? They love you, Jamie. Jamie is such a sweetie, but I think that's, it's good to remind him that rooms full of people love him. The guy's apologizing a lot for no reason. He didn't do anything. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You sent your message 48 seconds ago, and I only responded now. Have you been mad at me the whole time? Jamie, we love you. <laughs> Stop it. Let me go over this real quick. These are, this is the order of the comedians. Keep it in your head, all right? Number one, your ace was Max Sheldrick. Number two, your number two is Amy Gramatsky, Demelza St. James, fake name. Uh, that was your number three. Mike Payne, crazy eyes. That was your number four. Michelle Pedrades. I know I said it wrong that time. One, two, three, four. That's your five. Lucy Gervais, your six. Did I count that right? 
Brendan D'Souza, whose name I did forget to write down because he got here late. Michelle, Brendan D'Souza is your six. I'm sorry. You're right. He's right. Luckily for me, you can't vote for me, but if you could, I would have been out based on that interaction. He just, oh, Brendan just took me down. Anyway, you guys know how fucking numbers work. Let's give it up for the guy who put this show on. He's coming up here to do a little bit of time. Give it up for Jamie Doo. This is my piece of paper in my hands because I did not get hit in the head with a pigeon. I was electrocuted and my memories were stolen from me. Yeah, I went through ECT therapy uh, ECT, uh, electroconvulsive therapy. Uh, that is a therapy that was designed, I'm not sure when, I think maybe around the time they invented electricity. And I would have liked to have been involved in the meetings where they came up with this. I would have liked to have been involved where the people who invented electricity sat around and said, this person's a little sad. Maybe we should electrocute them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, it makes your memories go away, so I have some of my jokes written on a card. I have jokes. They're just jokes. That's all they are. Hey, listen. Does anyone else wake up? Does anyone else use all their energy in the morning just trying not to wake up? Is that just me? So on my way in tonight, I was handed $20 by a dyslexic uh, palm reader. No? Okay. I got some funny ones written down, too, so that's, that's good. Uh, Every time I have, I have sex and I climax, I make a farting sound like this. My doctor has prescribed a drug for immature ejaculation. I'm trying to patent the word pending. I'm still waiting on that. So, you know, that, yeah. Um, uh, I was very excited the other day. I was reading a scientific magazine, and when I read this scientific magazine, I, I learned that um, science has come up with uh, genetic. They, they've discovered that there, there, there's genetic uh, dispositions for people with anxiety and depression. And uh, I talked to a scientist, and they said, well, we're not that excited about that because really all we needed to do was look at a chromosome and we found a couple genes in that chromosome that were like hiding under a bed. One of them was listening to Tom Waits and gargling Drano. So they weren't very excited by this. This is going so much better than the last stand-up set that I did where there was only one punchline and it formed right in front of, of me. They just wanted to punch me. Going back to this ECT thing, who invented this? What were they thinking? Um, you know, when you break your arm, I get it. Your bone is broken in your arm. They put a cast around it. They, they try and fix the bone in your arm, right? They try and fix the bone in your arm. You go in and you say that you're sad, and they, they don't, like, put anything around your head. They just say, we're going to electrocute you. That's what they do. And they do. They really do. You guys are being silent. You guys are being quiet. And it might be that it's not funny, and that's fair. But... That's what they do. It's interesting that this was invented all those years ago. Listen, I'm going to leave you on this. I'm going to look at my card right now, and I'm going to just pick one randomly. Milk duds.
I would be willing to wager that whoever invented this tasty morsel has probably never tasted cottage cheese. Because that, my friends, is a milk dud. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Tell your friends. Let's bring more out next time. And uh, give it up for your host. He's been phenomenal tonight. Give it up for Kyle. I did my best. All right, listen. I did count wrong, but also we're short one. I don't know what happened. Somebody, somebody was killed tonight, maybe. I don't know. Did I jump to that conclusion too quick? Who knows? Listen, we got to get this done fast. So I explained this at the start, the whole card voting system. Does everyone have their envelopes? This is the vote for the winner in this envelope. I've never had this much power in my life before. Oh my goodness. I'm, uh, this is going to help with my uh, erectile issues. Okay. Did you guys look? Because I just, I didn't do a good job of holding it. God, there's pressure. What time is it? Okay, don't worry about it. It's time right now. Should I quit stalling? All right. All right, all right. Your comedian, your winner, the winner of this round of Crazy Eights, the one who did the best. <laughs> Close the door! <laughs> You're number five, Michelle Pedrades! Michelle Pedrades! Congratulate her, everybody. I finally got her name right. Stop it, Mike. What do you Michelle Petridis, everybody. Michelle Pedradessa. No, we, we're out of time. I wore that in the woman's washroom, so. There's PP on that sash. That's why it's yellow. There's PP on That's not why, but it is appropriate that it is. It's, it's doo doo, baby. That's a deep cut mark little reference. Let's get out of here. Literally, okay, but actually, we went longer than we should have. Everybody go. There's another show happening here. Let's go quick. This is, it is my fault. It's not your fault, but you do still have to go. And we'll talk downstairs. Let's go talk downstairs. A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can subscribe, rate, and review the various shows we produce at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, including how to connect on social, please visit www.ashowofstrength.com.